Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and... I have some more books to add to your list tonight. Do, 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 do. This is episode number 312 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. My wife and I recently had some incredibly wholesome outdoor fun with a few friends by going cherry picking. I don't know if any of you have ever gone to pick your own fruit, but it is very easy to get caught up in it and pick way more than you can conceivably eat. Between my wife and I, we picked almost nine pounds of cherries. Most of them we washed and pitted and put in freezer bags for future use. I have big plans for some cherry ice cream. I also have the Ben and Jerry's ice cream book and will totally make some Cherry Garcia. I found a recipe from the book titled Bake from Scratch, Volume 2 by Brian Hart Hoffman for a cherry crumb cake with a ginger lime crumble topping. So that is definitely happening in my near future. Oh, and some cherry hand pies from the America's Test Kitchen Perfect Pie Book. I'm really intimidated by making pie, so I've never tried. I thought that hand pies using store-bought puff pastry might be a good way to ease into it. We'll see. I'll report back. But enough talking about fruit, let's talk about books. But before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. At She wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now, he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. 
So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, I have A Quick and Easy Guide to Sex and Disability by A. Andrews. This is another one of the absolutely lovely nonfiction comic quick and easy guides. I've talked about a quick and easy guide to queer and trans identities, a quick and easy guide to they them pronouns, and a quick and easy guide to consent on this show, and I'm super excited to add a quick and easy guide to sex and disability to the list. The author slash illustrator A. Andrews is a disabled cartoonist. They make it very clear that they are neither a doctor nor a sex educator, but they are a disabled person who has sex. Disabled people are the largest minority group, and yes, many disabled folks have sex, and there aren't nearly enough resources for disabled people on how to have sex that is pleasurable, comfortable, and safe. Not only are there not enough resources, there aren't even enough conversations around sex and intimacy for disabled folks. This book hopes to open the door a bit wider. Also, it's important to note that disabled folks remain less likely to receive adequate sex education and sexual health care and are more likely to experience trauma and stigma around sex. So this book is helping fill a very important knowledge gap. As mentioned, this is a quick and easy guide. It does not get very deep and detailed, but it's a wonderful starter for conversations and exploration. It's written in a super casual conversational tone that I really appreciate. After an introduction, the author talks a bit about how they are defining disability and then some common myths around disabled bodies. I love that the author starts with communication as the main contributor to having sex that is enjoyable. This is true for all people, disabled or not. But for disabled folks interested in having sex, there may be more people to be talking to than just their partner or partners. Sometimes a conversation needs to be had with a personal care attendant, for instance, to arrange furniture or pillows before date night. Another example may be a conversation with your healthcare provider about contraception. And of course, there's practical information beyond communication in this comic as well, about positions and toys and lube and more. The primary audience for this book is disabled people, but honestly, this is a fun, informative read for anyone. I also want to say that the artwork has a wide range of bodies and genders and skin tones, and you know how I love that. It's A Quick and Easy Guide to Sex and Disability by A. Andrews. And for my second pick... I have I Hope We Choose Love, A Trans Girl's Notes from the End of the World by Kai Chang Tom. 
Content warnings for sexual assault, suicide, abuse, anti-trans violence, and racism. And I'm also going to talk about some of these things right now as I talk about the book. Kai Cheng Tom is the author of Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars, a Dangerous Trans Girls Confabulous Memoir, which is an excellent bit of fantastical fiction, and I'm pleased to say that her nonfiction is just as good. I Hope We Choose Love is nonfiction about how we in the left liberal side and specifically the queer community tend to eat our own. Our capacity for forgiveness and forgiving people room to improve and grow is sometimes non-existent, especially for people who we consider part of our community. And often the people in the queer community who aren't allowed to be human, that is, to make mistakes, are also queer people of color. This book is organized into three sections, Let Us Live, Let Us Love, and Let Us Believe. It alternates between thoughtful nonfiction essays and powerful intimate poetry. She covers so many of the unnecessarily difficult and incredibly unhealthy things that happen in the liberal queer community that often aren't talked about, such as the almost toxic self-righteousness, the culture of enabling, lack of internal and peer accountability, and more. One of the essays about suicide I found particularly important. There is a sometimes extreme culture around allowing our peers and loved ones to have the final say on what they do to their body, which, yes, you know, my body, my choice, but stick with me. This extends to the idea that if someone is determined to take their own life, then it's not our job to stand in their way. The author argues that, hey, maybe we shouldn't let our loved ones take their own lives. Maybe what they need is someone to step up and say, no, I'm not going to let you do this, even if you hate me for it. And I'd rather you be alive and hate me than not be alive at all. Also, instead of standing by and letting people take their own lives, the author urges us to work harder on making the world a place where people want to stay living. It's an incredibly powerful essay, and it's been haunting me since I read it. Another essay that I appreciated as a person who is child-free is about how radical queer culture is often about things like communal living, but then the reality is often people pairing off and creating a queer version of the nuclear family, and how we can both reconcile these wants and needs and make space for them. This was an absolutely fantastic read. I highly recommend it. It's I Hope We Choose Love, A Trans Girl's Notes from the End of the World by Kai Cheng Tom. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans or check in on my um, cherry adventures, apparently, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the info file, as in the lover of information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. <laughs>